Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. It is one of your guys' favorite episodes, A Success Story. Today, we get to talk to Ashley Hyatt, who is a podcast manager working with health and wellness businesses. Ashley is sharing with us how she went from massage therapist to virtual assistant to then niching down into podcast management. You get to hear how she landed her first client, and how her business has progressed over the years. Ashley also shares what this business has afforded her and some of the things that she likes most about her podcast management business. All right, let's go chat with Ashley. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Ashley, it is so great to have you on the show today. Hi, Lauren. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I was telling you right before I hit record that I'm surprised we haven't done this yet. You have been in the PMP space for a while, and I'm excited that we get to do this formal interview on your story. I know. I'm so glad you asked. I feel like I've known you forever now since I think it's been since 2019. So I just see you in my life all the time. So it feels like you're my bestie. (laughs) The feeling is mutual. And we've actually met in person, which is such a rarity in this arena. That's right. I forgot about that. She podcasts. Yes. In 2021, I think it was. Mm -hmm. We had like a whole group get together and went to classes and had some meals together. It was so fun. Yes, yes. You're right. It was 2021. That feels very long ago when you say that year, but that was that's right. And I hope that we can continue to do those type of events for people that can make it because it's it just solidifies like those relationships that you can form in person. You feel like you get to know the person so much faster than how you would, you know, get to know them online. I agree. Sometimes just being in the online space, we get used to seeing each other's profile pics or seeing each other write little messages. But it's so different when you're in person and you get to laugh together and see people's tone and how they talk and have a good time. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I definitely enjoy the in-person events a lot. Yeah. And I guess you could even say that about Zoom, right? Like you can get to know someone through a Facebook group or on Instagram, but even just getting on Zoom Zoom with them helps you to get a better feeling of, like you say, like kind of how they carry themselves. Yeah, yeah. Zoom is not the same as being in person, but it's a great like follow up or a second best. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I love to hop on Zooms with people I'm interested in getting to know and do meetings and things like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about your story into podcast management. I'm excited to dive in. To kick us off, I would love to know how you found freelancing. Well, initially, I've had many jobs in my life. Uh, The latest one was being a massage therapist. So I was an oncology massage therapist and lymphatic specialist. So I loved that. It was wonderful. But my husband wanted to move for his job. So 
I had a thriving business and I thought, how am I going to move my business to another state, which it's really difficult with massage therapy. And I started looking into the freelance space, specifically virtual assisting, and it looked really great and awesome. Like you can work from home and you can work from anywhere. I can travel back and forth to see family. He moved before me. So I knew that I was going to have to transition out of my massage business and still needed to make income. So I just found Tasha Booth and started some courses with her with VA work and it really took off. It was awesome. It was not a struggle. I was so excited because I was really worried to not be able to do massage so regularly. But several people found out that I was doing VA work. And then I started to get clients. And then that moved me into finding you. Yes. So then how from, you know, it sounds like you really got your virtual assistant business off the ground. How did you go from there to then niching down into podcast management? I was thinking about this before we got on the call because I was trying to remember remember how I found you. I think it was on one of Tasha Booth's podcast episodes. I think that you had been speaking on there or maybe it was a Facebook ad. I just, I can't remember, but I didn't know much about podcasts. Mm. I think it's so funny now because... I don't even think I knew how to get a podcast. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a Stitcher girl and like apparently no one uses Stitcher. I was in a Facebook group the other day and someone was like, do you, they named off like Google Podcasts and Amazon. And then I was like, don't forget about Stitcher. And he's like, what? <laughs> so I still use Stitcher, but um, I didn't really know much about podcasts, but I guess listening to your interview or if it was a Facebook ad going there and finding more information. And I just thought, this is so cool. I mean, I love doing things that are kind of on the fray, kind of mm. different things that you get to just really learn about and learn with others because it's not a solidified system. Like there aren't all these have to do it this way or yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the wild west. I love being in situations like that. Mm. I, I love that you bring that up because you're right that podcast management attracts people for that reason, not just you. It's just like, hey, this is different than social media management. This is different than virtual assistant work. So not only does that help with you, you know, kind of standing out, but it's also like yeah, if you if you like learning something that not a lot of people know, yes, you know, and it it just kind of adds it adds to it in many ways. Yeah, it adds to the fun of it, and that everyone's learning together. I I love that a lot of my clients that I come across, I I really am interested in working with people that have never had a podcast because. I get to calm their nerves and kind of be a coach to get them excited about getting their voice out into the world. And another thing that I think I really like about podcasting too, is that there are no barriers anymore. You don't have to, like with radio and television, you just can put your voice out there. You've got a microphone, you can speak your mind for good or bad or ugly, but mm -hmm. I really like that part of it. Yeah. So then whenever you you meet people that have this like important message, 
They're like, oh, wait, I have the skills and the tools to help them get it out there. And even if they're wondering like, oh, it, how hard is this? And you're like, well, it's not going to be hard for you because yes. you've got me. Exactly. Exactly. I will hold your hand. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I really like working on a team in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love that. So whenever you found podcast management, did you have any fears or hesitations on niching down? Well, the interesting part of having a business before this was I knew there was power in niching down. Mm. So if this happened with massage, when I niched down, so I knew that there, and of course you hear lots of people say niching down is really important. I heard it in the VA space too. So my initial niching down was wellness businesses. But as soon as I saw podcasting and how it is this wild west frontier, plus I love project management and planning things. Mm. So it just was like a perfect fit. So I didn't really have any any hesitation in my business stitching down because I know it works. I know when you niche down people, you become the person people want to come to for this crazy niche down thing. So Yeah, yeah. It just calls out so clearly the people that you're trying to attract. And I feel like we talk about this all the time. It also calls in people that are not under... I mean, in, if they don't have a podcast, then yeah, this is, doesn't apply to them or if they don't want to start a podcast. But in general, with maybe if you're niching down your ideal client or whatever, it's like other people will find you. And even if you're if they're not your exact fit, they still want to work with you. So it it works and it just works. Yes, I agree. I know that people are apprehensive about doing that, that sort of fear mindset of thinking you just want everyone to come, but not everyone is your client and mm -hmm. you're not going to be a good fit for everyone as well. And I think when you niche down, it's just like this clear call that just gets you what you need and what you want and what you're trying to create in your business and your life, the kind of clients you want to work with. So yeah. 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 It's, it's like great. a bat signal. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I was thinking of in my yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Up in the sky. Yes. So take us back to maybe your first or second client that was podcast management. How did you find them? Tell us a little bit about that first client. Oh, I love this story for myself. <laughs> <laughs> my first client was my husband. So I love that. Besides being a teacher, he's also a songwriter. And I was like, you need to interview people so that I can practice my podcasting skills. Yeah. And he's really nervous. You know, I think a lot of people just get, I don't want to say never, but I don't have any plans to ever have a podcast. I mean, people that podcast, they're being vulnerable. They're getting their voice out in the world. Even if there's only three downloads, it's still intimidating. So he's quite the performer and he was a little bit intimidated. And I was like, look, I've got this course. I'm going to follow it step by step and you're going to be my guinea pig. And he just ran with it. Like I even got to do guest management. I mean, it was just so fun. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. So I would encourage anyone listening to try to coerce someone into letting you start their podcast. Now, obviously, it was for free, you know, yeah. but I got so much experience. It was so fun. And we, my husband and I got to do a project together. And then it kind of boosted my confidence when I was looking for more work. I could use it as an example in my portfolio, but also you know, I just got to do so many things with the project that mm -hmm. 
it just set me off on a really good path. So that was my first client. And then the second one was a real paying one. (laughs) And they, they loved that I had done this podcast for my husband and um, I did VA work for them as well as podcasting. So I was kind of scared to break away from VA work. So I kind of incorporated podcasting work into my VA work. I'd be like, I'm doing VA work. Do you want to start a podcast? I did that with a couple of my clients. So that's kind of how it evolved. So was that, you know, your, was that like a new client that they they kind of found you through VA work and, and then you asked them? Or was it like you were already working with them as their VA and then you later on asked them if they were starting a podcast? So one particular client, they did have a podcast and they were looking for a VA. Mm -hmm. So they hired me as a VA. Their previous VA was their podcast VA. So I was like, yes, I'll be your VA. And I'm familiar with podcasting work. I've taken this course. So that's how that one started. Mm -hmm. But I've also had other clients that Once they found out I did VA work and I was in there, I could convince them to start a podcast. So that's also happened. (laughs) Yes. And I love that. The fact that you could even convince them to start a podcast. I mean, that's it's not a a, a small undertaking, right? And I I love that for you. (laughs) You obviously were so so passionate about it that they were like, I mean, this sounds like a great idea. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to do podcasting? Like it's long form content, all this other stuff that you're worrying about trying to do and manage with smaller micro content. It's like the podcast just takes care of it all. And so I just kind of sell them on it. Yeah. And and amen to that. I, I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> we will all yeah. agree with that around here. But I think that also is a great point of just maybe someone that's listening is a virtual assistant or they just went through a virtual assistant program, let's say, and they're Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, do I go for a VA client? Do I go for a, a podcast management client? How long do I hang on to those VA skills? And the answer is, it's really up to you right? I love people going all in on podcast management, but that doesn't have to be from day one, right? Right, right. I think, like, I still have VA clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, this is like a piece of kind of like my mindset that I'm working on this year is because when you start out with VA clients and then move them into podcasting clients, they're still used to paying you your VA rate. Mm -hmm. And Um, And then this could be my limitation, but it's been a little bit of a challenge trying to decide if I can just let them go and move on to other podcasting full paying clients, or if I'm just doing this hourly as a podcast VA, basically. Mm -hmm. So I am working on that. But whenever you want to just go into podcast management, if you can financially support yourself trying to figure that out and fill those spaces with clients, you can do that. But you can also have a hybrid. Mm -hmm. It's really, like you said, your business, you get to do it the way that you want. And sometimes people feel really engaged and excited when they go all in that, that sort of like, uh, anxiety or anticipation allows them to find a lot of clients quicker. Mm -hmm. I'm more of like a slow roll. So yeah, 
I'll, I'll take my time kind of letting go of those VA clients. Yes, that's an excellent point. It's like some people really do well under like burn the burn the boats. Like that, mm-hmm. that idea that like, yeah, you, you go to a new place and you burn the boats. There's no going back. And some <laughs> people thrive under that. Yeah. So <laughs> some people like, they're like, yes, that is, if, if you're listening, you're like, and you know, that's, if that is you, you know, it's you. Right. But then, yes. but then and I think sometimes we convince ourselves we have to be that way. We don't have yes. to be that way. We do not have to be that way. In fact, I think more people are not that way. They're somewhere in between on maybe being, you know, somewhere in between that transition. So it's really more about like looking back on all the progress that you make instead of maybe judging yourself on how long it takes you to get to where you're going. Yes. And I really like that in your course, how you kind of work on mindset and confidence, because I think a lot of times just in general, when you're starting something new, you're looking to other people to emulate or to copy. And that may not be the path for you. That may not be what's good for your lifestyle or your personality. So you you should stop and listen to yourself and decide if that's what's going to work for you. And then take that path. And sometimes you move too slow. You're so scared. You're digging your heels in the dirt. And that at that time, you probably should give a little kick in the pants, you know, to move forward too. So you got to know the difference. Right, right. Hey, before we continue with this episode, I wanted to ask you something. If there was a way that you could make $5,000 per month as a podcast manager without taking on a million clients, is that something that you'd be interested in? If so, I have great news for you. We have a brand new masterclass that teaches you how you can make $5,000 per month as a podcast manager without taking on a million clients. In this class, we are covering the skills and the systems that every podcast manager needs to know to land high-paying clients so that you can make $5,000 per month and beyond. You'll also learn the mistakes that I was making and I see podcast managers continue to make that keep them from profit. So if you are nodding your head, yes, tell me more, Lauren, then go to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass to get a seat in the masterclass this week. You can find that link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Now, have you been in that situation where you felt like, or you just acknowledged, maybe I'm letting fear get the best of me? Has it happened to you in your business? Yes. Yes. Especially last year. I feel like I've kind of, after joining your PMP Pro, some things have gone by the wayside. But last year I was getting these clients that would get on the phone with me and tell me I was not charging enough. Of course they were like, um, don't change your prices on me, but I'm like, next person. Wow. This is the third person to tell me this. And I wanted to say, well, what should I be charging? But I know you're not supposed to say that, but yeah, it's like, okay, well, something's holding me back. I'm still in my VA mindset, or maybe I'm in my beginner mindset. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but when more than one person tells you something, I guess you should start listening. So right. And it's flattering to hear someone tell you, hey, you you know, you're you're impressing me so much on this call that I'm shocked at how low your prices are. <laughs> That's flattering. But it's also wow. like offensive I didn't because think of it that way. <laughs> oh, you did it. You did it. <laughs> you were you just thinking of it as like, wow, I'm 
I'm the one to blame here for yes, having low prices. All right. <laughs> so there you go. It's it's a plus and a negative. But yes. And and just the the disclaimer of, hey, if this is you and you're you know you need to raise your prices, we're all working on that. <laughs> That's right. That's this is your sign. If you were looking for a sign, it's this yes. podcast episode. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So I would love to know, we've talked a little bit about this of just like how your your business has kind of changed over the years of 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 doing this. So you started out really doing podcast and VA work. You said you still have some VA clients. How was the process of really getting into podcast management after those initial clients? I think it was just really starting to attend your coaching calls. I wasn't attending them regularly. And I started going to networking events. Um, I think in most people's cities. If you live in a large city, there's probably going to be podcast meetups Mm. or um, conferences that you can go to. I don't like networking for the networking sake. Um, I'm kind of shy. So I like to have like an organic reason to talk to someone. I don't want to just be like, hi, my name is Ashley or, you know, whatever people do it. I don't even know how they do it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my business card. (laughs) Right. So I just started wanting to learn more. And I think when you start wanting to learn more and connect with people that know more than you, all of a sudden you're sitting in these discovery calls or you're sitting in another Facebook group or something and you have these answers and Mm. things just start to gain momentum. So I think that's what just started happening with me is I wanted to do more podcast management. I was kind of getting burnt out with VA work with the last minute changes and being in people's email inboxes every day. Like I just thought, I don't like this. I want more freedom over my day. And so I just kind of started sharpening my skills, I guess. And then all of a sudden more work started coming. Um, there was one topic that you did about strategy and strategy strategies terrified me. I just thought that seemed so intimidating. And you just said, well, it's like planning. You're making a plan. And so all of a sudden I got someone reaching out for strategy and consulting and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? But it's so fun. You just get to talk about the things that you're learning and these clients were so impressed that I was in your mastermind and like going to coaching calls. I just thought that was hilarious. They were like, like, I wasn't going to share the information I learned with them. They said, are you going to let us know the best practices and things you learn in this group? And I've said, yes, of course. I mean, (laughs) that's, that's actually why you hired me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I think I think that would be my advice to anyone is if that is something you're looking into to maybe go full in with podcast management, keep doing more learning mm-hmm. and try to find other people that know more than you. And then it just, I don't know, is it osmosis? You just start to absorb the information for your clients. Yes, I love that. And like you said, it's like all of a sudden you're in positions where you know the answers. You go from being new and saying like, oh, everyone around here knows more than me. So I'm just going to soak up all their goodness. And then all of a sudden, you know, a little time goes by and you get a little bit more experience and, you know, maybe a couple more clients under your belt and you realize, oh, wait, I I know a little bit about something now. I know things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a good yeah. feeling. 
It is. It does feel really good. That makes me think, was there a turning point that you remember in your confidence? Was there a moment that you remember that you felt like, oh, I feel more comfortable in my shoes as a podcast manager now? I think it comes when you do... I can't think of a particular number of clients, mm-hmm. but it just felt like the more launches I did and the more clients I had, maybe after a year or two, what am I saying? Not a year or two. I'd say two years. The mm-hmm. first year was like lots of learning and just feeling kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But after about two years, all of a sudden, you just feel like, like we said, we start knowing the answers when we're in the room, we know how to answer items, or uh, clients ask questions, and you know the answer. Or the really great part is maybe you don't know the answer, but now you have all these connections, mm. or these groups that you're a part of, and you can ask that's what I love about PMP is like you ask a question and p- people have advice and answers for you. So it's not like you just have to know yourself. You have access to resources to find out. Yeah. So I think having all that behind you makes you feel confident or for me it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I personally like about such a growing industry is that things are changing all the time, that it gives you a reason if someone asks you a question, you don't know the answer. Things are changing all the time. So it's almost impossible to know. Well, it is impossible to know everything about everything in the podcasting world, right? That's that's not possible. So you can say like, oh, let me go figure that out for you. And like you said, get into the community, ask people, hey, what would you do in this circumstance? Or do you have advice on this type of launch? And, you know, you can know so much and still not know everything. And that's totally normal. It's so true. And clients really appreciate it too. If you say, if you take a beat and say, you know, that's a great question. And I ha- I think I have the answer, but let me go back and check with my mastermind and see and get their advice. And it just makes you look conscientious and thoughtful that you're going to try to get different answers from different angles. And then you can come back to your client and give these different answers and give the benefits of maybe each one and you guys can decide together what to do or not. You could just tell them what you're going to do if your client is overwhelmed and doesn't want to think about options. But Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that that's how you start gaining confidence is just gathering answers and time and just knowing you don't have to know it all. Totally. Now, looking back on, you know, your, your business now, what is the, is there something that you are able to do in your personal life or maybe in your your business life but something that you're able to do that you weren't able to do before like as a massage therapist or just in your past what's something now that you like as a benefit of running your business that you're like oh I'm so grateful that I can do this thing I wasn't able to do before I was running the business I man that's a good question there's so much especially with like working from home business. I mean, a service-based business in person was so different. Like I can do video editing now. I can do audio editing. I can make contracts and work a CRM system. I mean, it just blows my mind. What is available to us today where you can own your own business? There are like no 
gatekeepers or barriers. Really, Mm -hmm. the sky's the limit for what you want to do and where you want to go. So, I think what I've just learned is I can do it. Like, and it may not be on the scale of, you know, someone that has an agency who knows if I'll go there one day, but. I, I can take on new clients and I know how to handle the work process or the flow of that. And I'd probably say that's what I'm so grateful for is just, can you imagine maybe 50 years ago? Why am I acting like that's a long time ago? <laughs> but like our parents, like even my mom, she's like, wow, look at this software that you can work. What? I can barely work Excel. You know, it's just, yeah. it's really cool. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Or just even assuming that you have to go to college to learn a skill and then that skill is what you're going to use in your career. It's like that, you know, that's the mindset. But really, we're just always learning and we have so much control over our career and the skills we have and the way that we make money. And yeah, just I agree. Like if someone were to have told me 10 years ago or maybe even more that like you really have so much control over this, it takes the pressure off needing to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life because you know now, hey, I can learn a skill, all different sorts, like massage therapy, very different from the technical aspects of podcast management. So, wow, you are capable of so much. Well, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I'm just thinking like how learning these skills just really, that in itself boosts your confidence. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I do have a college degree. I have a master's degree. And I'm like, what a waste college was. <laughs> yeah. Tell anybody. But like, <laughs> it's just like, wow, nowadays you can just learn a skill, specialize, make it your passion, and then make a business out of it. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I think back on my personal college experience and I'm like, okay what a waste on like my specific degree maybe, but at least like it was a great experience. It was a great experience. <laughs> Learned a lot. That's right. Am I using my degree? No, but that's okay. You're right. You're right. Go to kids, go to college kids, but <laughs> just know that like, just because you have a degree, it doesn't mean that like you have to be pigeonholed. There's totally. so many other things to learn and do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think people entering college now have more of a like well-rounded, like I can go to college or I can do something else versus that wasn't the case a couple of years ago. Shoot. Yeah. Just maybe a decade ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Now, do you have any advice for someone who maybe they just decided that they are going to niche down into podcast management and maybe they're feeling overwhelmed with learning these new skills, right? They they found themselves in a room full of people that know what they're talking about and they're like, gosh, am I, am I, am I going to get there? What advice would you share with them? Well, I'm wondering if suggesting subcontracting might be a good idea. Mm. Um kind of like what I've done with VA work, being a podcast VA and coming into these teams where systems and SOPs have been created. I wonder if subcontracting might be a really good idea because someone's holding those business parts that maybe you don't have the bandwidth for, but then you're learning how a business works. Mm. You're learning just these little parts that you've been assigned to. I'm wondering if that might be helpful because... I think that was helpful for me, kind of like starting with smaller bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I would probably say that um, if you feel like it's very overwhelming to learn all the parts, try to see mm. if you could just niche down within niching down and see if you could just maybe write show notes or maybe just video edit or audio edit. Yeah. Especially because if you feel like it's holding you back from getting started, period, then yes. any motion forward is going to help you to get to continue moving. So I think that's that's some great advice. Yeah, get the momentum up. Yeah. Now, what about you and your business? Where do you see things going in the next six months to a year? Oh, my gosh. I hate planning ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's OK. You could say you could say right here. I'm happy. <laughs> I remember like being in job interviews and then being like, what's your five-year plan? And I'm like, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so I would probably say letting go of my VA clients, which is literally giving me heart palpitations right now because I feel those are kind of a safety net. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd say six months to a year from now, just having podcast clients would be a dream. That would be amazing to really hone down and focus on that. So yeah, I'd say that would be my goal. Yeah, I love that. And now that you've said it out loud, it doesn't hold you. It doesn't hold you 100% accountable, but you have said it. And now oh and now it'll probably work its way out. Edit this part out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Now, are there any specific services within the podcast management umbrella that you are really excited about or focusing on? Well, I I think there's two parts. So writing is not my forte or specialty. And I've been really excited about using AI to help myself in those areas. I actually was turned down for... um, a job that I applied for because my show notes were not extensive enough. Mm-hmm. So I've been working with some people in the group and like incorporating AI more to try to make that more robust. So that part's really cool. And then the second part is probably video editing, which I know everyone's probably tired of me talking about, but it is really cool. Like, I just, I can't believe we have access to these things as lay people to create something like a video. So I think those two parts are the most exciting and I'm really like diving into right now. Mm, Yeah. And man, just video right now is, it is a good skill to have. And not that you have to have it as a podcast manager, but we all know if we're on social media or we use YouTube in any capacity, we can see that there's a lot of growth happening in that video space. It's true. It's true. I guess everything is there. And most podcasters are like, I don't want to be on camera, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I also feel like there's lower expectations when it's a podcast video. You don't have to be, you know, video studio quality, you can still get your video out and record in a comfortable setting. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I've seen podcasts like that. So I know they exist and people enjoy watching them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. There's some people are saying, you know, maybe that video podcasts are the future. And I think a lot of us at the same time know Audio-only podcasts are not going anywhere. That is what people love about them is that they're audio-only and so easy to multitask with. So portable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there will, I think there's a space in the industry for both. 
Yeah, exactly. Just like with any industry, it kind of like expands and grows, but there's always like that core foundation, which is audio and being able to drive in a car or cook your dinner or work out and listen to a podcast, which that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like saying like, oh, why do people even buy physical books anymore? Because you can listen to a book. You can, you know, maybe even watch a version of it as a movie. Like there's other ways to consume stories. It's exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, people love curling up with a book and that's not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Same with podcasts. Hold it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ashley, this has been so great hearing your story. Where can the listeners find you on social media? Well, Lauren, thank you for having me on here. It's been so fun. They can find me on Instagram at the well to do or on Facebook under Ashley Hyatt. I love talking to new podcasters and helping them out and just giving support in that way because I got so much support when I started. So it's fun to just give back that way and support others in building their podcast business. Love that. And you're definitely doing that just by this interview because so many people are kind of inspired and, you know, want to move forward after listening to this. So thank you again so much. And I can't wait to hear what other people, our listeners think about this episode. I can't wait either. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.